When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Michael K. Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. What a pleasant conversation with the Hall of Famer Bill Bradley. Again, um, autobiographical um, story rolling along is on Max right now. I really cannot wait. To see it. So here's a, here's an announcement that I think is going to uh, excite a, a number of people, especially Yankee fans. But the Yes Network is proud to announce that former Yankee manager and former Yes Network employee Joe Girardi is actually going to come back and do games on the Yes Network. Hello. So we're all really excited about that. Joe is a superb broadcaster. Had 10 years as a manager with the Yankees, then went on to the Phillies. Before that, manager with the uh, with the Marlins. Uh, very, very accomplished. And as I mentioned, between those assignments, he, he certainly did work at Yes and did a really good job. So we're excited to have him in the booth for a number of games this year. So uh, welcome back home, uh, Joe Girardi, to the Yes Network. And uh, we're thrilled about it. And we're going to talk to Joe at 4.30. So I'm really happy to be able to announce that right here on the show. Joe Girardi is back uh, with the Yes Network, and uh, we'll be doing games this year on our network. So that is what back, that is what you want, Michael. That is what you want. That's what you yes, want. Exactly and, what you want. And you know, it's been a long time, but he actually is a superb broadcaster. That my, my my favorite memory of Joe. Remember when we we talked about this last week? The Yankees went to Japan and you know opened the season against the then Tampa Bay Rays, and also they had. You know, uh, an exhibition game against the Omiuri Giants, and Joe Girardi wanted to play in the exhibition game. He was still with the Yankees, um, but he knew he was going to retire at the end of spring training. And the, I think the last play he had was a collision at home plate. And the very next day, the Yankees opened the season against Tampa Bay, and Joe Girardi was in the booth doing the game with me and Ken Singleton. So uh, I will always remember that. Just the juxtaposition of having played in a game. And then the very next day, coming up to the booth and doing the game. So, you know, we'll talk to him at 4.30. Is it going to be odd broadcasting a team that you once managed? You know, that that's a question we're going to ask. The difference between right. what he managed at the beginning to what it is now. You know, are you still the same? Can you still be the same sort of manager? You know, he's kind of – Don and Peter, he, he kind of bridged the gap from, you know, when he took over for Joe Torre – you know, analytics was starting to be infiltrated, but it wasn't, like, overwhelming like it is now. By the end of his 10 years, it certainly was. And then I'm sure it was a big deal when he was at the Phillies as well. So, I mean, he's seen it. He's seen it un- unfold. I want to get his take on, you know, the difference between being a manager then when he started and a manager now. We have a lot of good stuff, and we'll ask him about this Yankee team. That is at 430. So, congratulations to Joe, and, uh, you know, kind of a welcome home to him. Uh, one more bit of Yankee news, which isn't Yankee news, but it does impact them. It looked for a long time that the Milwaukee Brewers were not trading Corbin Burns, a one-time Cy Young Award winner. And yesterday, the Orioles got him. Yeah. That's right. And that's a big pickup for the Orioles because the Starting one thing already. they're missing is that big, big stud. This is the guy. 
So, yeah, the Yankees made up a lot of ground in the 19 games they finished behind the Orioles, getting Soto, um, uh, signing Stroman, hoping for the health of Rodon and, and Cortez. But some of the ground they picked up, the Orioles just took some of it back by getting a stud pitcher like this. So kind of an interesting pickup. By the, it's been a good week for the Orioles. They, Orioles. they sell the team, oh, yeah. and now they get Corbin Burns. Been a good offseason for the Orioles. Yeah. And, Coming yeah. off of a good regular season. And they signed Craig Kimbrell, a closer. Uh, so there you have it. There you have it. So a little baseball news. And the Mets signed a left-handed reliever, Jake Diekman. All right, so you know, we started the show talking about the you know, kind of exhilarating win the Knicks had yesterday against the Pacers. And we were talking about this off the air. So Brunson has, and Peter mentioned this earlier, really has thrust himself as a beloved New York player. And we started to think. Now, remember the rules of engagement here, everybody. Mount Rushmore only has four heads on it. Four. Not five. Not six. Not three. Four. Yeah, I always laugh when we do the Yankee Mount Rushmore and everybody wants to add like a, a fifth head or a sixth one. It's right, four. it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. There's four. So who's on New York sports Mount Rushmore? And I think the one thing that all of us agreed was judges there. And, yes. and and Don brought up a good caveat that we should. It's not like only the best players. It's got to be the most beloved. So judges there. I'd say beloved and like star power. Yeah, yeah. A combination of both. Like you don't even have to. You only have to font the name. Like there it is. Those are the four, and you and you know them. They're immediately recognizable. They're loved. So there's some really good players out there, but I don't know if they check all the boxes that we're asking for. They're the type of player that in baseball you'd add a Y at the end, like Judgey and Brunny. So we've got Jalen Brunson and Aaron Judge. But we are really kind of like butting heads on who the third and fourth heads are on the New York Sports Mount Rushmore right now. Who could it be? Hmm. I mean, you know, one of our, I think it was a pinhead suit said, well, about, how about Aaron Rodgers? Does he really get to be on Mount Rushmore because of four plays? I don't know, guys. No, no. You, uh, listen, he's got the star quality, but everything he's accomplished as a player happened in Green Bay. Right. So you, you can't. And I don't think he's beloved. Count. Well, but even if he were, I, I can't put you on there playing four plays in New York. It it, it would be ridiculous. It, that would right. that would be that would make it solely based on celebrity. It, right. It, it's not based on being beloved. It's not based on performance, a contribution. It would just be celebrity. So I, I'm 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 in no Rogers. All right. So let's look let's look at the Ranger roster, Don. Who do you think? Does anybody poke through that would get on that that Mount Rushmore? I mean, maybe when he was playing better, Shesterkin. I don't think he belongs up there now. No, no and yeah, listen, you would do. You know, Adam Fox has got the hardware with the Norris Trophy, or Temi Panarin. I don't know though if they've got that star quality. Like Henrik Lundqvist would be on there. Yeah, right. You know, not just because of how good he was, future Hall of Famer, but He'd be he was the best a star. Looking head up there too. But but he's also a star. I mean, even non hockey fans, you know, recognize the name, recognize him. But I'm not sure if Savannah, Jad, Kreider, Panarin, Fox in the hockey world clearly they're stars. I don't know if they necessarily resonate across New York, 
the way that Brunson does now and the way that Judge does. So I don't think there's a Ranger, and it would be very difficult for an Islander or a Devil because, to you know, make J- that. Jack Hughes is of that ilk. Right. I don't think he's famous enough. Right. It's just not famous enough. The same thing with Matt Barzell, or, or you know, I don't think the, uh, a net would qualify at this point unless it was, you know, a Kevin Durant, you know, still here. That'd be a different story. But so uh, you're really looking. This one? How about yeah. this one? Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso is so interesting because he checks a bunch of boxes. He's a star. I don't think anybody can question that he is a star. I think there's recognizability there. I just, I, I think we have to, he he's definitely has to be a part of the debate. I'm not ready to put him there, but Peter, he does check a lot of boxes. I, I know he's somewhat awkward, but he is a star. Well, he does commercials. He's recognizable. Can we one, start, but real quick, can we start here by just locking in the ones that we all absolutely agree on? Yeah, Bronson and Judge. We got, then you got to add Saquon, too. Yeah, and I think Saquon yeah, fits. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. Saquon's a lock-in. He, he, the, 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 how good he's been, how beloved he is, how recognizable his face is, how common the jersey is. I yeah. think Saquon's the third lock. All right, so we have one to play with, and you know, you got guys like Sauce Gardner. We've got Williams. Garrett we've Wilson. Got, we've got Garrett Wilson. We've certainly uh, got Garrett Cole. Um, and we, we also have to consider Julius Randle. That's ah, so true. Right? Pro- you can't just ignore this right, guy. He's about, been great. Those are probably it, right? I'm not missing anybody else. Quinton Williams, I just don't think there's the recognizability there. Dexter Lawrence, kind of the same thing. Leonard Williams. There's a lot of really good players, Pro Bowl players. But Saquon, he's a star. He's recognizable. He does national television commercials. He may not be at the level that everybody wants him to be from the health standpoint, but he's still a very, very good running back. I, I would say Sauce and Saquon for me. Sauce and Saquon, but you're leaving – I mean, and I'm not arguing for him. I'm just It's just a discussion. You could argue this guy's the best pitcher in baseball. Garrett Cole. Listen, he is one of the best players in baseball. But does he have the star quality that the guys we talked about have? I I don't know of any commercials that he does. I don't know how recognizable he is. Like, Sauce, he's so new. But, like, Sauce is doing the Buffalo Wild Wing commercials. If Garrett Garrett Cole and Sauce Gardner were walking down Fifth Avenue, I think a, a great number of people would recognize Garrett Cole. I don't think you know, I think both of them could walk around pretty scot free. You think so? I yeah, do, and and I think Garrett Garrett gets a little bit hurt for the opposite reason that Pete Alonso gets hurt. It's it's in his case, it's lack of personality. I just don't think people know him well. Now, yeah, when he's on with Barton Hahn, he's got a great personality. Well, I wait. Who Garrett, Garrett Wilson? Wilson? No, no, no. I meant, I'm sorry. I meant Garrett Cole. Oh, oh Apologies. Okay. That's all right. Yeah, He's got God, a great it's so interesting because, because who, who is it? it's, it's weird with pitchers, right? You almost have to do extra as a pitcher because you're not, you, you, you're, you don't take center stage as much as an everyday player does. Wait, what, what does he make? 35 appearances at most at 162, where like Pete Alonso plays every day. So he's more out there. So even though I would probably say Garrett Cole's a better pitcher than Alonzo is a hitter, although it's not by much, Alonzo is a terrific player. Alonzo may be a bigger star. Mm. 
I don't yeah, know. I, I think Garrett? it's at least at least debatable. Yeah. Cole, Peter, you're a perfect person. As you're not a fan of either. Cole or Alonzo, who do you think has got bigger star power? Oh, man, that's so interesting because... Well, I, I think Cole is better at what he does, Peter, but Alonzo plays he is. more. So, so, but by the way, though, but let's not, let's not you know, I, I don't want to in any way disregard what Pete does. He's the best home run hitter in baseball the last few years. Um, his personality leaves a little something to be desired. I think we all agree in some ways. But Garrett, I believe, is a little bit of an odd duck personality-wise too. But he's completely—he's devastating on the hill. Oh, it's I, you know what? I think this. I think I'll the thing say this with Garrett. The odd duck. It's just because his voice is like weird. I mean, yeah, just, you could say Patrick Mahomes has the same voice. Yeah, but I don't even think Garrett I, I don't just think seems he's... like a nerd. I mean, I don't know. He seems like very. He, see, he, he can seem a little bit ornery up there. He doesn't like. He's not mag- magnetic to me at all. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. I believe. Pete is more loved by the Mets fans than Garrett is by Yankee fans. That's for sure. Although I think Cole's won a lot of them over recently. He has. And I do, uh, think, I do think Garrett's slightly no. better. But. All right, so, so we can agree it's really no, between no, no, Cole. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Substantially Garrett Cole better. is a phenomenal pitcher. Pete Alonso is a great home run hitter, but he's not, he's not a great overall player. But for what Garrett Cole gets paid to do, there's nobody better than him. Right, right. Whereas there's no argument. No one is arguing Pete is the best in baseball. Yes, Garrett can be. But from a fan standpoint, Michael, and what they enjoy, getting to see Garrett, you know, once a week, uh, twice a week, go out and throw heat is amazing. Watching Pete hit home runs every single night is pretty amazing, too. Yeah, so I guess we can all agree it's between Cole and Lonzo, right? That knocks sauce out of the box. He hasn't been here that long. Yeah, he's not recognizable enough. So I I, I think we have this conversation in four or five years. I think sauce is definitely there, especially if the Jets come close to winning um and i think we could cement saquon in just because of his star power so god it's so close right now the the problem with taking calls and social media we can't add a fifth head is what you're saying we can't do that we're not gonna do that and 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 also you know i don't want it to just be dumbed down to well met fans will vote for alonzo and yankee fans will vote for cole i mean like like really have a serious conversation about it because i do think playing every day helps um, both are Peter's right. Both are kind of kind of strange personalities. Neither of them do a ton commercial wise. Although I think Pete probably does a little bit more. Yeah, I don't think Cole does anything. Cole doesn't do anything. Um, so you know the the Yankee fan base is bigger than the the Met fan base, and and Cole is better at what he does. But does the pitching aspect hurt Cole? All right, so let's let's look at the baseball it's, it's, aspect it's really first cool. because it's a, it's a fascinating discussion. So, Don, you're putting a team together, and you have Prime Cole and Prime Alonzo available. Who you who you want on your well, team? Well, I've always said this, Michael. I know you need pitching, but Alonzo literally is going to play 162 games. Mm. Cole's going to play in 35 of them. Yeah, but I mean, you see the price of pitchers, right? I, and I don't get it. I, and I honestly don't understand it. But if you, you're built, you're building a team, right? You're you're. Uh, listen, you're going to need more than just one really good hitter, obviously. But but if you have Cole and you have four scrubs in your rotation, you know, Cole can go out there and win 25 games. Your team's not going anywhere. That's oh, Steve oh, Carlton okay. back so in the we, day when he was a Philly. We'll put it this way. You have a first base position. You have a good team. First base is open and pitcher is open. You could get a 500 pitcher or you could get you know, a, a, a zero war first baseman. Oh, like I mean, Doug Mankiewicz. 
who do you want the story right. to be at? Do you want it to be Garrett Cole or do you want it to be Pete Alonso? All right, don't look at the money because Cole signed his deal. Alonso's going to sign one at the end of this year that's probably going to be equivalent to Cole's. But if Cole signs tomorrow, it's not for as much as he's making now, probably more. Right. So you tell me, I mean, if you're going to get that, the money, I guess, would be the tiebreaker. So if they were both free agents, who would sign the bigger contract today? I think the pitcher would. I mean, when Yamamoto gets 35 a year, I think Garrett, no, Garrett Cole would get. And what do you think Alonzo's going to well, get? Let's say Alonzo has a monster year. year. No. Uh, because of the posi- he, he's going to be hurt by the position. So I don't think, I mean, he's going to want over 30 a year, close to 40. I want to see, I don't think the Mets are going to give it to him. But if he gets 40. I think, no, I don't think he'll do that. He, he's going to get, I mean, they're going to use as a comp for him, Freddie Freeman. Or Matt Olson, and they both make under thirty. Okay, but but if what if he goes out there and has a monster year? I, let, I, let, the, his he, position and his age. If Garrett Cole goes out there, he'd be over forty million a year. Now he's thirty six a year. All right, but he's also coming off a Cy Young. Right. So if Cole, if Alonzo goes out there and hits fifty home runs, drives in a hundred and thirty RBIs, and wins the MVP. Which could be tough to do on the Mets because it might not be enough for them to be in the MVP conversation. But let's say he did that. Right. How much would he get? I th- I think baseball is locked in that shortstops make this, second base and make that, first base and make that. I don't think he's right. going to be – I I mean, he, he wants to break the bank. He hired Scott Boris, right? So he's looking to make over 40. I'd be surprised if he gets over 40 a year. I mean, remember, he's coming off a year. He had 46 home runs, but Don hit 217. On base percentage of three eighteen, he's not getting forty million dollars a year for that. Home runs are nice, but you, you got to get on base too. But then and we he's gotta, got a great defender. All right, so so there's the money. What kind of factors into the ability? But again, I'll, I'll lean on Peter because he doesn't have a dog in the fight. Like, who's the bigger star? If you were going to invite someone to a to a party to like impress people, like look who I got to come to this party. Or anything that is equal, or if you need somebody to 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 promote your new album, well, who's getting more eyeballs, Peter? Who's who's going to get more attention, Garrett Cole or Pete Alonso? Oh boy! The whole reason Saquon's on the list is because he's very good at what he does. Clearly, not the best at what he does, right? But, no, but he's but recognizable. He's, he's a he's, star. He's beloved and recognizable. Here's the thing: I think Garrett. There's a bigger gap in greatness of play between Garrett and Pete than there is be- between the belovedness of how Pete is viewed with the fan base. In other words, I think Garrett is better enough of a player that it supersedes the little bit more that Pete may be loved by the Mets fan base. Hmm. I think it is Garrett. I think his brand is just a little more – I mean – he is an undeniable great in baseball. Pete is an undeniably super good in baseball, even though the home run hitting is astounding. Like, is Pete considered a big deal when he goes to other cities? I think if you're in another city and you see Garrett Cole is on the hill that day, you're kind of popped. You're kind of pumped to see Garrett Cole is starting. I yeah, don't I know if it. you really register to see that Pete is playing. Pretty good way to look at it. Let's see what you're thinking. one 800 3776 We start with Greg in Tom's River. Greg. Hey, guys. I, I got to go with Pete Alonzo. Uh, I mean, he. It, the caveat is it's not just statistics. We're talking about personality. 
you know, uh, Don made the point, uh, who would you like to uh, come over and uh, promote your record or whatever? I mean, Garrett's a great pitcher, but in the words of an infamous guy, he's kind of milquetoast, you know? Uh, I think he'd be sitting around uh, describing an isosceles triangle instead of uh, shooting the breeze with you. So Pete Alonso definitely, he hits home runs, he's personable, he's got that star power. And my fourth guy is Saquon Barkley, for the same reason. He's a great player, he's a great guy, I mean, he's a great team player, and he's very recognizable. Well, good points. I will tell you what, Greg, and we thank you for the phone call. I mean, I'm in the enviable position that I get to know players better than, you know, the fans do, because I get to talk... I, I, I would spend hours talking to Garrett Cole. I, I find him infinitely interesting. Again, I think maybe his voice plays against him. He's a very interesting guy. I mean, you, Don, you say all the time you feel that Pete's a little awkward. Yeah. You think Pete would fit in at a party if he's awkward? Well, because well, he, he's he's an awkward star, but there are a lot of people that find what he does adorable. Right. <laughs> I, I think it's, it, it's kind of weird for me. Like I, I, the way I've always described Judge and Alonzo is that the Judge is the guy that comes into to, to the pool party wearing khakis and a polo shirt and hanging out of the bar, and Pete Alonzo is the one doing cannibals in the pool. Like both are cool, but one's one's a little cooler, right? But I do think that there's a lot of – he's, he's, he's the best player on the Mets. Well, he's no, the most popular we, player on the Mets. Well, one guy we've left out, though. It's Francisco Lindor, Lindor, a legitimate star. Yeah, but I I, I don't feel bad leaving him off the list because I just don't think he's there. I I don't. He's not. Even though he's the man, he's a step back from those guys. It's funny, Don, because he's such a good player and his personality is, is awesome. He just hasn't been good enough since he's been here to take that step for the fans here. And, and by the way, this this whole thing is complicated next year with Juan Soto coming to town. And does it does it affect ah, you guys that's at a all? Good point, Peter. I'm he not can, saying he could be he could be a huge star. He could be on that Mount Rushmore. I'm, I'm yep. not I'm not saying that it should, but I'm just wondering it should be the conversation like the whole homegrown factor, like the Giants drafted Barkley, the Mets drafted Alonzo. Like he's drafted Judge. Yeah, you know, Judge. You know, but we have Brunson there. Brunson was acquired, but and Brunson um, grew up around Madison. But he grew up around. Right? There, there's something special that goes beyond that. Where Cole, uh, I, I, he's not a mercenary by any chance. He's been here for a while, but he like he was acquired. He was already a great player before he came here. Um, does that affect it? Should it affect it at all? Let's go to Bernie in the Bronx. Bernie. Hey, Mike. Happy birthday, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Nice. Nice to talk to you guys again. I, mean, I got to compliment you on the show. What Thanks. a great show. Listening to Bill Bradley brings me back to 69, 70 when I was a young man watching him. And uh, to listen to him talk and the common sense and the just, he's so amazing. It's unbelievable. And I agree with you, Mike. He could run for president now. He'd be the uh, youngest candidate. Yeah. Uh, also, I want to say, I would like to see the Knicks not bring anybody into the mix. The chemistry on that team right now, I'm afraid somebody would disrupt the whole the whole balance of that team. And I'd rather see them try and plod through it or bring in an OG type of player again rather than an overwhelming superstar. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but Bernie, and, one uh, thing you have I to think- do, one thing you have to do, you have to trust that front office. I mean, did we think OG was going to make have this much of an impact? No, but they, they thought he would. Did we think DiVincenzo was going to be this great? They thought that he would. Did we know that Josh Hart would be one of the great pieces? I don't think they're going to make the wrong move. I don't think they're going to bring in somebody that would disrupt the chemistry. I actually personally think, guys, they are very, very calmly waiting for Carl Anthony Towns to shake loose. I think that's the guy they want. I don't even think they would bring in Donovan Mitchell now. I don't. Because even Alan Hahn said he doesn't quite he doesn't quite fit what they've done now and the way the ball moves. So maybe they do, but Hahn didn't think so. I'm not sure that they would either. I have to correct you. Uh, Bill Bradley is between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. How old yeah, is I thought Bill? he. John, I, I thought, thought he was 76. older than Trump. He is 80. Oh, okay. I, I stand Bill, corrected. Bill Bradley is 80. Uh, Trump is 77, and the president Joe's is 81. 81. I'll tell you one thing, though. Somebody on Twitter asked, "Who wants to hear Bill Bradley?" Almost everybody. He was. He's fantastic. He's not the guy who said that. Not the guy who well, said he's that. A, He's a hackadoodle-doo. I mean, if you're a Nick fan, why wouldn't you want to hear one of their all-time greats? Right? What if you're, I, if you're, what if you're a fan of America? All right. Like, like it, so that, that person would tell me, oh, I don't want to hear Reggie Jackson. Really? You don't want to hear Reggie Jackson? Why? Because he's 78 years old or 77? You don't want to hear him? I mean, really, if you don't learn from history, dude, you're, you're doomed to repeat it. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy, hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to the show, everybody. We uh, we kind of broke this news at, at 4 o'clock that uh, former Yankee manager, a three-time world champion as a player, uh, one time as a manager, uh, Joe Girardi is returning to the Yes Network broadcast booth for the upcoming season. Uh, we're all thrilled about that. And Joe is nice enough to join us now. And I guess we start off this way. Joe, welcome home. How you doing? 
I'm great, Michael. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. All right. So you you were with us in 04 and 07. Does it seem that long ago? Does it, to me, I remember, I told the story earlier, you played in Japan, and the next day you were in the booth with me and Kenny. It doesn't seem that long ago. How about you? Uh, no, it doesn't, but that was a thrill for me. Um, obviously, I was quite nervous because I hadn't really done any broadcasting, a few games on the radio, but uh, you guys took care of me. You and Kenny took care of me, and it was interesting. And I just remember coming home. Uh, Joe Torre asked me to you know, to stay in spring training as, as a player in case someone got hurt. And after that Japan trip, I said, no, Joe, I'm too tired. I'm going home. I'm not playing anymore. I'm retired, and I'm going to move on with my broadcast career with Michael and Kenny. All right, so th- this is my question coming into this stint with the Yes Network. You managed this team for 10 years. Is it going to be a little odd for you to be broadcasting their games? No, I don't think so, because really when you look at who's there, Judge might be the only play that, that I managed. I think you're right. So this is a whole different team um, than who I manage. So, I mean, that's how quickly it changes over. It's really amazing how quickly teams change over. So, I no, I don't think it will be, you know, weird or anything because I really don't know the players like I knew the generation before. Joe, do you still want to manage? I do. I Yeah, I do. Um, but, you know, if I don't get a chance, um, I'm okay with that, too. I'm at at peace with that and understand that I love broadcasting too. It's it's a, it's a great job and I'm really fortunate to be able to come back, you know, what I consider home to the Yankees and, and get a chance to do this again. John Filippelli was gracious and Cass was gracious and everyone Hal and Randy, so I'm I'm really happy about it. All right, so I, I was looking at the arc of your career. You started managing with the Marlins, then bench coach with Joe, then the 10 years with the Yankees, and then the Phillies. So, I mean, you have really seen the job of manager, Joe, change an awful lot. It's a completely different animal now. How different is it? How different do you have to be as a manager now than when you were with the Marlins and when you started with the Yankees? Oh, I think, I think it's pretty different. Um, but I still think, though, Michael, in a lot of ways, it's the same. I think there's more information. And when you have more information, you have a a better chance, I believe, of making the correct decision. I think people have not changed a ton. Some, I think there's a lot more pressure on players because of social media today. And I think you have to be cognizant of that and you have to deal with those issues that players, um, you know, go through just because of social media but I think it, you still have to communicate. You still have to be prepared. You still have to let their coaches do their job. And you take all the information that, that you can attain, and you make the best decision at the time. Yeah, I'm curious, though, because we see in the NFL particularly, and also in the NBA, in the, in NBA uh, action, it seems like coaches have to really build up players more than be a disciplinarian. Did you encounter that in the arc of your career from the Marlins to the Phillies where you had to be, for lack of a better word, nicer to a player than you did when you first started? No, I, I think it depended on the player. I think that I had to do a lot of building up when I managed the Marlins because they were kids. Mm-hmm. I, I think during the course of that season, there were 23 rookies uh, on that team. Uh, I think we went through a transition when I was with the Yankees at the end that 
you know, I had to be really encouraging to a lot of young kids there, too. There were a lot of young players that came up and started to make the mark, and they made a huge mark. I mean, I look at like what Aaron Judge has done. It's, it's been unbelievable. And, and I think you go through that, you know, with the Phillies. There were some younger players, and there were some older players. So I, I think that encouragement has always been there because, you know, Joe Torre gave us – gave me great advice. He said, never forget how hard it is to play this game. And it was a struggle for me, Michael, just because it it didn't come easy. And it's a struggle for, I think, about 90% of the players. It doesn't come easy. So when you remember how hard it was to play the game, you know that positive reinforcement is really important. Mm. I I guess what bothers me, Joe, with all the numbers, and I'm, I'm all for using the numbers to support decisions, but it feels like in some organizations it becomes the religion and it values the manager and has strictly go by the numbers where managers now are just building relationship with players because the in-game decisions are taken away from them. Are you afraid that baseball is heading too much in that direction? Well, I, I think it depends on the organization. I think some organizations maybe do it a little bit more than others, but I, I actually think the game might be trending a little bit the other way, understanding there is a personal touch to it. Um, and there is there is a feel to it. Uh, but I don't ever worry about that because, you know, I, I look at myself. I mean, they used to call me Binder Joe, right? <laughs> and, yeah. Right? Because I always love the numbers because I believe that numbers do tell the story over time, maybe not on that particular day. But at a time, and and it's really the probability of something happening. And I think we all look at our lives and we think about what's the probability if I do this, this is going to happen or I do that. And then you make the choice and they just have a lot more numbers to back things up than they used to. But I think it's something that managers have always done, but there's just a lot more information out there for you. Former Yankee manager, former Yankee player, Joe Girardi, returning to the Yes Network for the upcoming season. We're thrilled about that. Joe, what do you think about this Yankee team? I know with the Phillies, you manage a lot against Juan Soto. He's the biggest pickup of the year. What do you think of this team so far? Well, I think they've made some good moves. I think they really improved their outfield. And I, and I think it really comes down to, you know, when you look at this team, do some of the infielders have healthy years and bounce back a little bit? Um Glaber had a decent year. He did. He had a pretty good year. Is Rizzo, I mean, I think it's important that he stays healthy, that LeMahieu stays healthy. And I think Volpe will take the next step. I do. I think he made a, a lot of progress as a young player. There's power there. There's obviously outstanding defense. There's speed. Now he has to take the next step. And if they do that, I think they have a, a much better lineup. When I, when I look at the club last year, their struggles came offensively. And they weren't struggling until Judge went down. And when Judge went down, it kind of changed the complexion. And then some other players went down. But I think, again, Michael, it's, it's so true for all teams. You have to stay healthy. And, and some of those guys, you know, need to have a little bit more health and bounce back years, which I believe they're totally capable of. When Judge came up when you were managing... Did you see this? Did you think he'd be this, the MVP, 62 home runs? Could you envision this happening? Well, I think you could see it, Michael, when he came and took BP in Oakland, that there were a lot of tools there. Mm -hmm. But tools are one thing. Putting it all together is another. Handling expectations of playing in New York is another. But you knew there was a lot there. And I think he came up and struggled, which is not odd. I think there was a lot of fanfare about him coming up, and I think partly just because of his size and 
Um, you get excited about what he could do to a baseball, but I think you saw it in like 2017, the year he had, that he was an MVP candidate. Now, in 16 that year, and he ended up getting hurt, he was up for a short period of time. You weren't sure what was going to happen, and you never judge players by by a short um, stint. I, I think he was healthy for about a month, a month and a half, and then I think he hurt his rib cage. But you could see he was oozing with talent. I mean, there's speed, there's agility, there's outstanding defensive play, there's power like no other. And I think when you have that, you're going to have the ability to walk because people are going to be intimidated when you get in the box and they're going to be very careful with you. So you knew that obviously he could put up huge numbers and that's what he's done. Joe, to, to be a Yankee means you got a tremendous amount of expectations, you know, 103 wins and a loss in the, in the American league championship series. Isn't enough. Uh, how, how draining is that? How draining was it for you? How draining is it for the players to know that unless you win the world series, it's deemed by many people around the organization and the organization as a failure. You know, I think it's as draining as you let it be. And it's as draining, you know, if you don't put the effort in. But if the effort's there, I think most people can live with that. And what I found with with the teams that I had and what I've seen, there's a lot of effort there. There's a lot of work that goes into it. I mean, you have to remember that other teams are trying to win, too. Um, That's the bottom line. And, you know, I think there have been other teams that have had the ability to really increase their payroll, which makes it more competitive. Um, I think some teams have figured out how to do it without having a huge payroll, which they do it from an analytical model and they've been really successful. So it is draining um, a little bit, but I think you get used to it. You know, the other thing that Joe Torrey always said was New York will either make you or break you. And I think that's what you see. And for the guys that are able to handle it. It's a fantastic place to play. It's a fantastic place to manage. You love it. There's a heartbeat every day. The crowd is wonderful. It's just a great place to be. So I I think the crowd has a lot to do with, you know, pushing players too in New York. And I think that's a good thing. And I think there's a lot of effort, but the key is to stay healthy. All right. So other than your family, Biggest moment in your yeah. life, the triple against Maddox or you winning the championship as a manager in 09? Wow, that's 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 a tough one, Michael. Um, We're going to get a lot of know, that I in the booth. Pro- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would have to say the triple because I don't think that I ever saw myself beyond playing when I was a little boy or right. in my teens. You know, I, I, I had no idea that I was going to manage. My goal was to play in the big leagues. And that's what I what I thought and prepared for and, and worked at. And I didn't really think of life after, you know, playing. And I never thought I'd get to 59 years old. I mean, I can't believe I'm here already. But it, it had to have been the triple. But I, I'm going to tell you, winning that World Series as a manager, watching the players, the joy in their faces was really special. And just as special for me was being able to present a ring to Mr. Steinbrenner for him trusting in me and believing in me. That was special. Joe, if you don't mind the arrogance of me trying to give you a little advice. Oh, Here boy. Okay. Uh, uh, you've always said that you know part of the reason why you wanted to go back and manage is because you, you still keep score. And, and when, you're in, when you're in the booth, you don't keep score. You can keep score in the booth. Try to oh, be better than... score. <laughs> try to keep 
Try to be better than Michael every day because he's keeping score. So if you walk out of that booth and say, I was better than Michael, that's a win. And then you accumulate it during the course of the season and you, you, could, put it, you could put standings up there. It's not the same, but at least you can have that competitive feel. See, that's what Don does every day, Joe. That's every what day. Don does every day. And, so, so Michael Don, does why, don't you, why don't you listen and keep score and you can keep score for us? All right. You know what? And then I'll present at the end of the I season who did the best job. Yeah. There you go. So right, you can have right? a trophy and everything. Final thing. Right, but it's only it's only the games that I do because I won't do nearly as many games as Michael. Well, you'll be surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, final thing. Do you have a relationship with Aaron? And do you think yes. it will be awkward at all? Uh, was it awkward between you and Joe when you managed the Marlins and then you were in the booth? Now you're a former Yankee manager in your booth, and Aaron Boone's the manager. Have you have you spoken with him yet? And do you think that will be awkward at all? I, I have not spoken with him yet. I do have a relationship. We've talked a number of times, and I don't think so. I, I really don't because I'm there to broadcast. That's that's what I'm there to do. Um, I, and. He has done a, you know, I think he's done a really good job. And, and you got to remember, I had some teams that, that struggled at times, too, because of injuries. And, and that's just part of it. And I know how hard it is. So I'm pulling for him. I, I mean, I, I want him to win, and I want the Yankees to win, because it's better for us when that happens. Absolutely. broadcast. Well, welcome back, Joe. It's, it's going to be fun being in yeah. the booth with you this year, and I thank you for coming on and helping us announce it. Good luck. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. All right, you be well. That is Joe Girardi. So he will uh, rejoin the Yes Network booth. This will be his third stint in the booth. First time was in 04, second time was in 07, and now in 2024. Joe Girardi returns. And those aren't stock answers. Like, he's just a genuine person. Yeah. But you can understand, like, why would he root for Aaron Boone? Why would he root for the Yankees after, you know, being let go? But he just seems like a very genuine person, and I, I believe him. And you know what? A lot of his a lot of his life has been in a Yankee uniform, around a Yankee uniform. You know, he played, he, he managed. Ten years managing a team is a lot. Right. A lot. But he, but he also made very clear he's rooting for me. What does that mean? I mean, he said that you, you, you root for the team, of course, because this is good for business. He's right. Everybody, if you're announcing a team, you want them to do well because that means more people watch and it's better for the network. Right, we all root for, for money, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. No, I don't care about the money. No, it's not in my life. No, I just care yeah. about us. That's so nice. So I'm sure on your next deal, you'll probably give some back. When will my next deal be? Do we even know? No, we know. It's a great question. The general public doesn't know, but the three of us know very well. Interesting. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Getting ready for a great weekend. No doubt, now. Yeah, no doubt. Uh huh. Uh huh. Check it out. Now. He's feeling it, Peter. I really yeah, am. Never, I've never heard him. I've never Michael's heard in a groove. So into, no yeah. You know why I'm in a groove today? Before. Huh. It's your birthday. Well, I mean, other than that, I actually got, first time ever, a cough button installed. So listen to this. Hi, my name is and I have a button. It's a game changer. It's a game it changer. It really is. So bring now, now, on COVID and I can cough for a month and you won't even know. Well, now here, I don't now think here's anybody the question. should say what you just said. Well, well I, mean, I, mean, that, I mean, we do cough a lot, Don. You've been coughing for about three years. Oh, stop it. Peter, tell, discipline him. <laughs> Strain him out. 
No, he's at a, Don's comeback. He's 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 not coughing. And and back. who's taking over? Who's who's coffee cough cough now? I'm not Michael, a caller. I'm not. I haven't coughed for weeks. Now, real quick, the the question for me is: Do hit your cough button, Michael, and do an intentionally loud cough, and let's see if it bleeds through. Didn't hear it, did you? Uh, very very faintly. What? Very. Yeah, you should not hear, hear it at all. I didn't hear a thing. How could one you hear time? it faintly? There's one, one, one more, one more time. There's nothing. no way you heard it. The no, mic is I heard, dead. I, I heard not. I heard nothing that time. No. Well, you, well, Don coughed through a, a cough button for no, months. No, no, because I think you're misunderstanding the times I'm in studio, and you probably hear it bleed through another microphone. Let me test mine, because they probably gave Mike or, Michael the better cough button, but still. Yeah, let me let me hear yours, Don. All right, ready? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, we yeah, heard. Yeah, you can Absol- hear it. Loud and Definitely clear. Definitely heard the it. Come on, Rodney, no, wake I'm, up. I'm telling so you. you. So Michael gets the great well, cough well, button. Well, wait a minute. Rodney didn't install it. Mike Pascarella from Yes installed it. But a cough button's a cough button. Uh, my cough button is made by Copel. K-O-P-U-L. My cough button's working, right? See? King, no, I hear you. I hear you every... I can hear you continually to talk. It's very quiet. But, but I still, yeah, hello. But no, but because I've been given, I've been given garbage equipment. I'm calling them out because there's only one way to install it. You you plug, uh, you you plug it in the right way, and it's done. Rolls made in USA. No, not that's this. I think well, Kapool is better. Yeah, or it's Kopel, Michael. Michael, <laughs> did you, how did you how, really? How do you know? K O P U L. How do you know what it is? I made it up. But what did you say? Kapool. Uh, yeah, that just, just doesn't sound right. But if you had just, to guess, I think Peter is right. I, I demand right now on the air that I be sent a better call. You know what? To by, prove the by point, yes. To demand. Forget to the, prove the I don't point. need Peter. And, and, I don't need to. I'm not going to slum with ESPN. Yes. Send me a legitimate cough button. Yes. ESPN. You had your shot. My cough button was delivered to me from ESPN. It was installed by yes. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? Install. Yeah, what, 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 the, what is the, it? The people. ESPN sent me a cough button, right? And then the guys from Yes, because there's you know the camera component, they brought they came are, in and installed it. Are you it. kidding me? Well, maybe Michael you installed it like crap. That's why it doesn't M- work. Michael setup's a little different than yours, Don. Well, it might. Well, it shouldn't be any different. I got a Yes camera. I've got the camera. I've got the same setup. He why does. didn't you go to urgent care doctor so you didn't? No, urgent no. Care cough the, button. But the, Peter, it's it's like plugging in a TV. There's no special way to plug it in. Yes, you plug there it is. in. No, I've got damaged goods. Somebody send me a legit cough button. <laughs> I mean, it's less of an issue now. I, don't, I hardly ever work from home now. It's just on Fridays. We're in, right? But still, I just can't believe. Oh, Don needs a cough button. Let's find a worthless piece of garbage to send him because you know he's what? not Michael K. Michael to K. The point, gets the best thing. To prove to prove the point, Don, I'd like you to ask for it loudly while holding down your cough button. You can hear it. You know what? I I want you to know what your words have just done. Okay, Don, you ready? John J. Filippelli. Oh, here we go. Runs a Yes Network. Said, "You tell Don we will install the Rolls Royce of cough buttons for him." Yay! But he can say, "I know how to do it." No, obviously you don't. No, I do. Peter, will you tell him? This is not installed improperly. There's only one what, way Don, to install it. If you held your hand over the mic, it would have the same impact. But, but, uh, you know, listen, button. I know you're, you're right, not technical but boy, but obviously it's it's put in correctly. 
Otherwise, not, you wouldn't working. hear. No, wait a minute. Then you would you wouldn't hear a diff- difference. If I plugged it in the wrong way, then the cough button wouldn't work at all. The fact that it mildly works tells you that the equipment is not right. It's damaged. It's generic. It's garbage. I've Fugazi. got damaged goods. I want the proper equipment sent to me. And you know what? I, even though I don't need it, I want it Monday. I want it sent <laughs> overnight to my house on Monday. It took about a week and a half to get this button. I don't care. No, but 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 for them, to, because of how they embarrassed me, I want it on Monday. I'm sitting here hitting the cough button, Peter, thinking it all's right with the world. Nah, it spills right out. The, this is wrong. This is like, this is if mistreatment. You hit the cough button, right? And you turn to Nancy and say, "Hey, baby, we're gonna really go nuts tonight." We'd all know that you said. Oh yeah. It, it's, it's let me it's, test this it's out. Trouble. I hate ESPN. Oh my! We God. heard that you hate ESPN because that's how you treat me. You send me damaged goods. <laughs> Michael, Michael gets gets it installed by yes, but ESPN sends the equipment. How do I have a cough button that uh, literally for two years that I think works and it doesn't? And then Michael, of course, can't support me. I installed it wrong. How do you install it wrong? Well, something's wrong. I don't think they no, some, bad what, So why can't you support me? The something's wrong is that they sent me a, some a, a garbage cough button. Why well, can't you support me? Flip it with another message. He said Here that we means go. we'll get the Rolls Royce of equipment and install it properly. It's a two-pronged thing. But I want ESPN to pay for it because they <laughs> screwed me over for two years. And I don't trust them to install it. So I want... I want so yes. your beef is with ESPN? My beef with is yes. with ESPN. I want... I want... Yes... To send me a cough button. Yes didn't that send I me can the install. Cough well, button. listen to me. Listen. I want yes to install it. I don't know why this is popping on my computer. I'll, I'll stop this oh, with no. the sound. Now it's getting worse. What now is going on? Oh, it's getting worse, Michael. All right. I want yes on Monday to have it here. Okay. You can go over how if I'm installing it wrong. And then I want yes to invoice ESPN. And I want ESPN to pay for it. Yeah. And I wouldn't be mad if Flip maybe exaggerated the price. Oh, so bilked money out of the, the worldwide leader? That That's right. Because smart. I because Flip's an honest w- man. What they did to me for two years. Yeah, you've been bleeding. And then I'll be, oh, the Don's cough is so bad it's bleeding through a cough button. No, not the case. I was given garbage goods. And I don't blame Rodney. Rodney's salt of the earth. I blame ESPN, the mothership. It's their fault. I believe you did scream at Rodney earlier. Yeah. Peter, look how good my cough button works. Hi, my I'm the host of... Wait, I heard you faintly. You did not. Let me try to press it again. Hi, my name... Don't hear it. No, it's good. It's good. It's perfect is what it is, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Football Fridays on 9870 ESPN are brought to you by Nissan. You deserve a car that that thrills you. And Nissan's got an ex- exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the thrill yourself with a good cough button. Shop your I'm local s- Nissan store and Nissan.com today. I'm, I'm, real, I'm so hurt. I'm hurt. Well, you know I'm not what? even mad. I'm hurt. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.